0: I'll give you $500 for it. Tell her I died of a hangover and didn't leave a forwarding address.
1: Hello, Frank. I've heard that before.
2: Well, HQ just called. They said we could be expecting an enemy attack.
0: Radar, that's the nicest thing I've heard today.
1: You didn't use our secret knock.
2: Frank, the whole camp knows our secret knock.
3: A very dry martini. A very dry, arid, barren, desiccated, veritable dust bowl of a martini.
4: Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me are my wonderful co-host, Al. Hi, how you doing? What are you guys doing? Hi. And Simon. York, gentlemen. <laughs> Today, we're going to be discussing from Season 3, Episode 10, There is Nothing Like a Nurse. It's the 58th episode overall, directed by Hi Averback, written by Larry Gelbart, Production code is B-309, the original air date, November 19th, 1974.
2: Colonel Blake, I wish to charge Lieutenant Janet Baker with insubordination, and I insist on your assurance that she will be given prompt and vigorous punishment.
0: Well, Major, there's a French unit right down the road. Now, why don't you just run down there and see if you can borrow their guillotine. Ha! Don't do that.
2: I want her placed under bed arrest. Bed what? When she's not on duty and other than at mealtimes, she is to sit on the edge of her bed at attention for one month.
0: Oh, be reasonable, Major. You can't keep a nurse in bed for a month. Although there are a few people who have tried it.
2: Well, you're certainly proving your lack of usual help.
0: Boy, Major, you and your nurses can be pains in the royal butt. If you're not in here every five minutes with a lot of bugle oil about how you can't control them, they're in here complaining that you're really Herman Gehring in drag.
2: Which one of them said that?
0: I'm not thinking, Major. I'm not going to have you chain some poor little nurse to her cot or set her adrift in a bedpan.
2: Then you don't mind if I go over your head. Again!
0: Just so long as it's on tiptoe.
2: I think HQ would be very interested to learn that this unit is commanded by an inept incompetent who runs down his chief nurse every chance he gets. Speaking man-to-man, Colonel, I realize the war unhinges us all. If we were to take off our uniforms, we could possibly become friends. That fact aside, your conduct is so beneath contempt that I won't lower myself to elevate it. Good day. Uh Sir, sir.
3: And plot summary for this episode The nurses are evacuated when the threat of an enemy parachute drop arises Hawkeye and Trapper try to enliven everyone's spirits whilst they are gone
4: Where are the nurses going, Radar? 44th Field Hospital with all the wounded that can be moved It looks like we maybe might get hit by an enemy parachute drop
3: Got any other good news? Christmas cancelled, the Pentagon been enlarged, Lassie been spayed
4: What do you want from me? I'm just as unhappy as you
0: Believe me, we're unhappier because we're taller. Together, we're at least two feet unhappier than you are.
1: You hear the news?
0: If you were a nurse, we'd be shipping you to the 44th.
3: If I was a nurse, I'd be home now, pregnant.
5: And the guest stars on this episode, Jamie Farr as Corporal Maxwell Q. Klinger.
3: We have William Christopher as Father Francis Mulcahy. And Loudon Raymark III as Captain Calvin Spaulding. He returns.
5: And Bobby Mitchell as Lieutenant
3: Janet Baker. And we have Gene Shuler as Louise Burns. And uh, Leland son comes as Mr. Kwang, Now, Leyland is an actor and stuntman. He appeared in four episodes of MASH. As a stuntman, he has eight turtles to his resume, including Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I love movie. that movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, yeah, cult classic.
1: What's he up to? give mean, what's he upside down to, Frank? He says he's going to stay that way until the nurses come back. Off your head and on your feet, Spaulding. Yes, sir. We happen to be under blackout conditions, gentlemen. We're still at war, you know. Oh, I guess that explains all the boom-booms. Well, that sassy jabber is wasted on me, Captain Wiseapple. I'm miserable enough, Frank. Don't start with me, or I'll give you a nose job from the inside. You'd better get out of here, Frank. He doesn't care anymore. He's wanted in five states now. Oh, you phony balonies.
4: All right, well I'll start us off with this episode. Um, you know, it was an okay episode. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry guys, but uh no big stellar episodes in this batch that we had to watch around, you know, cuz we do six episodes at a time normally when we record. So, that's why we keep mentioning the bunch of them <laughs> that we watch. But um you know, I mean, the nurses are leaving and everyone's upset and sad and you know, that that uh, the singer's back, Loudon. Yeah. which uh at least they used him more in the episode. So he's singing along with people.
6: When I die, when I die, and it won't be long, and it won't be long, hey, you're gonna be sorry, hey, you're gonna be sorry, that you treated me wrong, that you treated me wrong, hey yeah, you're gonna be sorry, hey, you're gonna be sorry, that you treated me bad, that you treated me bad, and if there's an afterlife,
1: and, I'll be glad. Hey, Calvin.
4: and he's not like some person who no one can see who's just it, off in the distance and on the he's actually, singing.
5: Yeah, and he's actually in the episode. He's a doctor. A
4: yeah. Because I, 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 uh, I know Meds mentioned there was another doctor in previous episode, a third one, or a fourth one, or a fifth one, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but it was really cool to see him as, you know, he had a line and he had like a bigger part. Um, I was like, are more doctors, thank goodness. <laughs> um, and I did, like I said, his singing was fine. I liked it in this one more than I did in the previous one because it made sense. Because it was just him with his guitar playing, you know, in the bar or talking to the guys or, you know. Um, I, I mean, this is all for you, Al. You know, with Frank <laughs> and the video, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> this guy is just so beaten down and... He's so hempecked, and it's just horrible. And his wife is – she, she's like the most miserable person in the world. Yeah. You know, this guy has a really bad lot in life. Um, I really felt sympathy for Frank, and I normally don't because I really don't like him. <laughs> but you really do feel bad for him. Yes. He's just – every – he's getting it from his family and from his wife. I mean, his whole family looked miserable at the mm. wedding. No one was happy. You know, and, oh, I just, I mean, I did like the little thing with, you know, his wife taking the the wheel and driving, and -hmm. then they did, they kind of went back to it when Hawkeye, or when uh, Margaret came back and she took the wheel. So that was kind of funny, and he does the same gestures, like, oh, well, you know, okay, I'll jump on the other side. But um, just watching that video was heart-wrenching. I really did, uh, for the, I mean, for probably one of the really first times, I really felt sorry for Frank. Yeah. You know, he's just, mm-hmm. he has a bad lot in life. And no wonder he is the horrible person that he is. Yeah. He was just raised poorly by horrible parents and he got married. And I don't know if it was a rain, arranged marriage because she did not look happy to be <laughs> marrying him.
3: Would you say that's a justification for him having an affair? Mm-mm. No. <sighs>
4: um, no. Because I don't think, think you should. But I don't know. It's That's a good call. That's that's a tough question for me personally. Mm. You know, and I, you know I'm totally against the whole adultery yeah, thing. Yeah. But, I mean, she I, – I really, really felt bad for Frank in this episode. Of course, he was a jerk on top of it. But just in that little snippet when you see into you know, into his past, into what he has at home, you know, it's just – oh, I, I, I really felt bad. I mean, that was definitely the highlight of just getting a little bit more detail about Frank and his past mm. and his wife and – the situation that he unfortunately is in. Um, the rest of the episode, I really didn't care. You know, nurses are being evacuated. Oh, well, they still got to do surgery. Everyone has to step up and be nurses. And they're all fumbling like they've never done anything before. You know, like they can't live without the nurses.
3: Just look this way, by the way, the blood is. Rake retractor, Father. Uh,
0: rake,
3: uh... It's at the end of the tray there. Oh, uh, Sorry. That's all right, you're all heart. Unfortunately, you're all thumbs as well. Uh, suction. Suction?
1: It's the thing that goes... What
0: a kingdom for a nurse.
6: I'm doing my best.
0: Brado, right if you don't start handing me the instruments in the right way, I'm gonna cut you off at the knees. I thought he was cut off at the knees. Klinger, you're standing in my light. Whatever I do is no good.
1: Potlips, were here right now. I'd kiss her feet. And bump into Frank coming around the toe. Okay, clamp. give me the clamp. Give me
0: the clamp. Oh.
4: Atta
1: boy. 3-0 silk on a cutting needle, Mr. Quang. Let's
6: keep those sponges coming, Father. Nurse is also a verb.
4: And I did like the fact that it was a, a callback to 5 o'clock Charlie. I thought that yeah. was really cool. So that was, you know, it was kind of funny. And him throwing paper, you know, leaf leaflets out. Uh, instead of bombs, but... You know, it wasn't one of my favorites, but like I said, the Frank was definitely a highlight of an episode, and I can't say that I don't say that often <laughs> to that character. So, yeah,
5: how about you, Al? Yeah, I agree. I um, other than you know the the insight into Frank's uh, past, I I didn't care for this episode a whole lot. And and to uh, speak to your question, meds, no, I don't see that Frank's life is a is an excuse or a justification for adultery at all there he is a choice he he stays in his marriage simply because it would cost him too much to get yeah, out of his marriage yeah so that's not a justification to cheat it's just it's almost like saying well why do you stay with that man who beats the crap out of you every day
3: well because i love him
5: that's not a justification to stay in something like that get the heck out of the marriage
3: yeah so yeah, yeah i i don't see that that's, as that's the psychological stronghold though and that's exactly ex- the same psychological stronghold that's happening to me frank you're right, right exactly you're right oh, yeah yeah i yeah. agree
5: with you 100 percent um i i just i didn't care for the episode i don't understand first of all margaret's filing insubordination charges against Yet oh, she, she's very insubordinate to henry yes hmm. um, that
4: always drives me crazy when they do yeah
5: that. it's just like it, it's ridiculous and then i don't understand why the okay there's threat of a parachute. Uh, you know, a paratrooper's attack. So let's get the nurses out of here and the wounded. But let's leave the doctors who are the heart and soul of this operation. Let's leave them there to get killed. Well, they do that because they don't want the women to be raped. How about life. everybody leave? Bug the heck out. <laughs> it's, you it's know, a we've seen it. Army. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. mobile. It's not, it's not nurses are mobile. Doctors are stupid. Let's keep them here. You know, so I found that I found that as a very lazy yeah, and stupid plot device.
4: You're right. It would have been better if they would have had sick and injured who couldn't be moved. Right. And they had to stay, which they've done in the past. They have. The and I thought
5: that those episodes were very yeah. effective. Yeah. They've You're done right. it in the past, and in and, and in future episodes, they've done yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Um, some of the things, you know, I, I loved the the conversation between Frank and, and Margaret on the phone, and uh, we, he's going off about killing her and all that stuff, and and she says. Knowing you'd kill me makes my life worthwhile.
2: Seriously, Frank. Knowing you'd kill me somehow makes my life worthwhile.
1: Well, I wouldn't kill just anyone, Margaret. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Wow. They also did
5: the whole split screen, which is kind of odd. Yeah, I thought it was a little odd, too. That was something
4: new that they haven't done a lot of in the series.
5: Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. I don't think... Well, I think we've seen it before in other, you know, like uh, uh, detective shows and things from the seventies, but uh, but not not ever in this, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, like you mentioned, Frank's home movie. I thought that was just hilarious, and (laughs) and I loved the return of Five O'clock Charlie because that was kind of an off the cuff, out of the blue thing, and I thought that was great.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, do I have to ask you, Meds, how, how you liked it? <laughs> I know if Al and I did not like it, there's no way you're going to like it. Yeah,
3: no, exactly the same. Um, <laughs> exactly the same reasons of what um, you've just said. Uh, I did like the Frank falling in that hole. Although, noting oh. that Larry Linville actually fell in that, and we've, I think it was Alan Alder driving the Jeep over him, mm-hmm. I was thinking that's a dangerous stunt to do, really, because they've yeah. only got to... Fall it in there, and he's going to be, you know, pretty done in. But, um, yeah, I mean, the one thing as well, I was looking at looking at the video, the wedding video, I'm sure that Larry Limbaugh's wearing a wig on that because his hair seems huge. It seems absolutely yes. massive. But, <laughs> no, I, I agree exactly with what, what, what you've both been saying that you, you, it's nice to see a little bit of a backstory of Frank And I. Although I don't like the Frank character, I, I absolutely love Larry Linville. I think he's perfect. And I'd, I'd love actually to see a lot more of the stuff that he was in because I, I only really know him from MASH. I don't know him from any other um, roles. And I know he's done an awful lot. Um, yeah, I can't really say any more than what you said. It was nice to see his back, so... how cook he was and how you know he, he's always going about how he's got he's he never speaks highly of his his family or the love he has It's just not there but he always says he's got a house and two cars which is the only thing that he has to go home to really and you see this even more so it's nice to have that little bit of a you know of a feeling for him and as you say kenny when that end scene when he goes to get in the car, and Margaret's sitting there, and it's just exactly the same replay of what was on yeah. his wedding video. It's a really yeah. nice touch to it. Of course, uh, Hawkeye—I um, think it's Hawkeye or Trapper, one of the two—kissing the hot lips before she gets on the yeah. the, the car to go off. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But no, I, I I agree with you. It's um it's probably better than than Alcoholics. Uh, unanimous, I think, but uh, you know, still, uh, another week episode. Shame. Yeah, yeah, it's
4: unfortunate. But like I said, it had some good moments, I think.
3: Mm.
6: And I wonder if they miss us Now wouldn't that be funny Now that we're without them We can hardly stand ourselves Well, it's funny when they're here How we take for granted The way they taste, the way they feel Their sight, their smell, their sound And it's funny when they're gone Just how bad we miss them And how life can be so empty When they're not around and I wonder if they miss us. Now, wouldn't that be funny? Now that we're without them, we can hardly stand ourselves.
4: All right, it's time for some behind the scenes. Once again, I scoured the internets and came up with a few little
3: tidbits. Why don't you start us off with uh, meds? Yeah, the title comes from the song There is Nothing Like a Dame from the 1949 musical South Pacific by Rodgers and Hammerstein based on James Michener's Pulitzer Prize-winning novel Tales of the South Pacific.
5: Not to be confused with Tales from the Mouse House. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, and Radar makes a reference to his 37-year-old sister who is never mentioned again.
2: Uh, Can I help you with anything major? Packing? No, thank you. But that's very kind of you, Corporal. Did they ever tell you how much you
6: look like my sister? No. Except you're a lot older.
2: That would be your younger sister. No, she's 37. Don't slam the door.
5: Because mm. I thought Radar was an only child.
4: Oh, uh, he's supposed to be. But I think he <laughs> has a brother in an episode, and now he has a sister. Yeah. So, you know, they pop up here and there. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I got it. Right. what's the poop huh oh uh, the nurses all arrived safely at the 44th we're still expecting a uh, enemy parachute drop but we can't evacuate due to the constant inflow of wounded
1: i let the enemy come we'll show them american guts in action
6: i think mine have started already sir choppers
4: all right time for some trivia here we go this is a true and false question true or false The set of MASH has been sent to the Smithsonian Institute. So go ahead and send either true or false. You can send that answer to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Once again, is the set of MASH at the Smithsonian Institute? Margaret!
1: Oh, Margaret, I'm so glad I could get through to you.
4: I Just a minute, darling.
1: How are you, precious?
2: Fine now, darling, how are you? Oh,
1: I'm just a wreck without you. Honest. The only thing that keeps me going are the letters from my wife.
2: Really, Frank? Just letters, no packages? She hasn't knitted you a divorce?
1: Sorry, Margaret. How do you like the 44th? Any uh, handsome doctors up there?
2: Are you still expecting an attack? That's what we hear.
1: Oh, we are ready for it. Huh? <laughs> I've got the whole place organized. Of course, Pierce and McIntyre have been no help. Last night, they filled my foxhole with peas and carrots.
2: Oh, dear.
1: And then they put a whoopee cushion in my helmet liner.
2: You're bigger than they are, Frank. We both know that.
1: Margaret, are there? There?
2: Are there what here?
1: Margaret, falling for me, I realized how easily you can be taken in by a handsome face.
2: You're not jealous.
1: I'm a doctor, Margaret. But I swear, if I caught you with another man, I'd blow my brains out and then I'd kill both of you.
2: <laughs> Didn't you hear what you said? You got it all backwards. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'd kill both of you and then I'd kill myself.
4: <laughs> all right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the Internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH
3: 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, at MASH. 4077 podcast and you can follow me at hawkeye Mids. you can find me kenny at geeky fanboy and i am at tales
5: podcast and we have a totally radical website man you can find that at www.mash 4077 podcast.com
4: we have a blog you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com
3: And you can send us your feedback and, of course, the answers to our trivia questions to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have
5: a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the Mash4077 logo on it. Even as our pictures, I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash
3: mash4077podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or, of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast.
4: All right, so once again, uh, that is going to do it for this episode. Not our favorite. I think it had some highlights, mm. especially with Frank Burns. Got a little bit yeah. more in-depth into his life. Um, but definitely not one of our favorites. Well, I am Kenny. Uh, I'm Simon.
5: And I'm Rick Moyer.
4: <laughs> we'll be seeing ya.
0: If this belongs to Frank, you can be sure it's not a girly movie.
1: You never can tell, Henry. We just heard Frank make a semi-obscene phone call. Right.
6: No further word about the enemy attack, sir. Good,
1: good. There will be no enemy attack. My personal theory is that the Chinese just sent headquarters a threatening fortune cookie. Get the window, clinger.
0: Don't stand in the light,
1: you little heartbreaker.
0: Everyone comfortable?
1: Not for a year now.
0: Better rip, Henry. You got it.
5: My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others.
2: That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun.
5: And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes.
2: And remember, make make it 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 a a Mickey Mickey Day. day.
4: Alienation, the newcomers podcast is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at (laughs) alienationpodcast.com.
2: No, I don't think he likes you at all. (laughs) No, I don't like you either. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes. Because it's not much dialogue. And because George Lucas didn't write all the (coughs) dialogue. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast. We would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y (laughs) podcast.com.
4: MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production. And has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. And we have Schuler <laughs> Schuler. Shoo... True or false. The set of the mash set of the set of mash. Okay.